the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Here's what I want you to get. God intentionally chooses people that are inadequate. God intentionally chooses people that are inadequate, that are incapable of fulfilling His calling in their own ability. He does that on purpose. If you are here today and you feel completely inadequate for what God has called you to do, you should feel inadequate because you are inadequate. Wow. I don't know about you, but that's a relief to hear. Have you ever felt inadequate to do what God is asking you to do? Maybe he has called you to go into the mission field, start a new job that you don't feel equipped for, or become a parent. The good news is that you're supposed to feel inadequate and depend on God. In today's message, Pastor Dan will show you that God's calling is his enablement. The power that God gives when you rely on him will always be far greater than your own strength. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 10 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. If you have your Bible with you, you'll open with me to Matthew chapter 10, so you can follow along. We want you to hear the word and read the word and have that double impact for you. So Matthew chapter 10, we begin in verse 1. It says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these... First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labias, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, or the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out. Then when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. 
And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we're just so grateful to be in the gospel of Matthew and to look at your life and ministry again. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Well, chapter 9, if you look back at the end of chapter 9, chapter 9 ended with Jesus saying to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. And that was true in Jesus's day. That's true in every age of the church. And it's true today. There is a great spiritual harvest of people waiting to be brought into the kingdom of God. There are people in our community waiting for someone to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. There are people that you know who are fearful and anxious about the world. There are people that you know who are empty. There are people who are overwhelmed by life. There are people looking for answers, people looking for hope, and they're waiting for someone to bring them hope and the answer. There are people in our community who need to hear about the forgiveness of their sins and the salvation that Jesus Christ provides for us through his death and resurrection. The harvest is plentiful. The problem is, The laborers are few. There's a labor shortage. There's a labor shortage in the world. There's a labor shortage in the kingdom of God, too. There's a labor shortage. There aren't many Christians out sharing the gospel and telling people about Jesus Christ. And so Jesus said, we should pray. We should pray that God would send out more laborers into his harvest. And as we pray we will begin to see the world the way that Jesus sees the world. We'll begin to see people the way that Jesus sees people. Back in chapter 9, verse 36, when Jesus saw the multitudes, it says he was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep having no shepherd. And as we pray, we'll be moved with compassion for people. We'll be moved with compassion for our neighbors and our co-workers and the other kids at school, realizing they're just lost sheep. and They have no shepherd. And here's the thing. We know the good shepherd. We can introduce people to the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. We can look at the world. You can look at your neighbor, your co-worker, the fellow students at school. And you know what? You look like you're a sheep without a shepherd, and I know a shepherd. (laughs) I know the best shepherd. Let me tell you about him. So Jesus told his disciples to pray that he would send more laborers out into his harvest. And in chapter 10, that's exactly what happens. Jesus sends his 12 disciples out into his harvest. 
Now, up to this point in his ministry, as you know, Jesus ministered alone. And the disciples were there, but they just kind of watched from the sidelines as the master worked. And now Jesus commissions the 12 to go out and minister in his name, doing the same ministry as Jesus, preaching the kingdom of heaven and healing people. And as we go through this chapter, this chapter has some very, very valuable lessons for us regarding ministry. Because we're all in the ministry. We've all been called. We've all been commissioned into the ministry. The first thing I want you to notice here is that in verse one, in verse one, the disciples are referred to as the 12 disciples. But in verse two, they're called the 12 apostles. The word disciple means student. It's someone who is being taught the word apostle. It means someone who is sent as a representative of someone else. The 12 apostles were sent out to represent Jesus Christ. And so the disciples have a time of of learning and instruction, and now they're sent out to put into practice what they've learned, what they've watched, what they've observed in Jesus Christ. They'll go out on this mission for a short time, and then they'll come back to Jesus and spend more time learning from him as disciples, and then they'll be sent out again as apostles. And so too with us. We follow the same pattern. We spend time with Jesus Christ in the word, in prayer, learning from him, learning of him. Then he sends us out into this world as his ambassadors. When you leave the building, you are in the mission field. That's the mission field out there. And we go out into the mission field as the ambassadors of Christ, and then we come back and we spend more time with Jesus and learn more about him and learn from him, and then we go back out as his ambassadors. Now look at verse 1 again. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, notice this, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Before sending out his 12 disciples, Jesus gave them power. The word here, power, it means authority. Jesus delegated to the 12 disciples his authority over the demonic realm and over disease and over sickness. Whatever God calls you to do for him, He will empower you to do it. And that is so key. We do not fulfill our calling and our own power. God delegates his power to us. God's calling is God's enablement. And we operate in his power, not our power. Throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, God calls people who are completely and totally inadequate for the calling. Have you noticed that when you read the Bible? He calls people that are inadequate. Think of Moses in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. When God called Moses to speak to Pharaoh, to go to Pharaoh, Moses said, essentially, you've got the wrong guy. (laughs) I'm slow of speech. I can't really talk all that well. You need to find somebody else. Moses was inadequate, and Moses knew that he was inadequate. And so he said, I can't. 
when God called Saul to be king over Israel, the day of Saul's coronation as king, they couldn't find Saul for the ceremony because he was hiding. You know, inauguration day and the king is hiding. Because he's so fearful. He's inadequate. Or Jeremiah, the prophet. When God called Jeremiah, the prophet, Jeremiah told God, oh, God, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. I need to pick somebody else. And with the 12 disciples here, they didn't have the ability or the power within themselves to cast out demons or to heal the sick or to cleanse lepers. They didn't even begin to have the power to do that. It's not like they could heal like five out of ten people or three out of ten people and they just needed God to assist them with the rest. They could heal zero out of ten people. Cast out zero out of ten demons. And so they need this power, this authority delegated to them from Jesus Christ. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And here's what I want you to get. God intentionally chooses people that are inadequate. God intentionally chooses people that are inadequate, that are incapable of fulfilling his calling in their own ability. He does that on purpose. If you are here today and you feel completely inadequate for what God has called you to do, you should feel inadequate. Because you are inadequate. I'm writing a book called You're Inadequate. (laughs) Right? It's an autobiography. (laughs) But do you understand that the reason that God called you and the reason God called me, the reason God calls us is because we're inadequate. He doesn't call us because of the skills we bring to the table. He doesn't call us because of what we're going to add. It's not that he's I need a guy with that skill set or the girl with that skill set on the team. He calls us because we're inadequate so that we must be, we must be empowered by the Lord to fulfill the ministry he's called us to. This is how he does it in the kingdom of God. He calls completely inadequate people and then he empowers them. He gives them what they need to do the ministry that he's called them to do. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus said, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses for me, Holy Spirit power. In fact, in Luke chapter 24, before his ascension to heaven, Jesus told his disciples, wait here in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Don't attempt any ministry until you've got power from on high. Don't even try. 
Yeah, but Lord, you don't understand. I've got to, no, just please just don't even try. Just sit tight until you've been empowered from on high by the Holy Spirit. Jesus enables us by his power. And so he intentionally chooses us because of our inadequacies. And then he empowers us by his spirit. And he does it this way so that we have to rely on him for everything. So that we have to rely on him. You know, I think, sadly, we can think that we have some kind of ability, right? We fool ourselves into thinking, I got this. And we go off in our flesh and we strive in our flesh and we try to make it happen in our flesh. And it's very frustrating. He intentionally chose us because of our inability. Then he empowers us. He puts us in a position where the only way we're going to succeed is if we fully rely upon him and his power because we ain't got it otherwise. So now in verse two, beginning in verse two, we're given the names of the 12 apostles and we're going to read through the names here. And then I just want to make some general observations about the 12 apostles. Verse two. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these first Simon, who is called Peter and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus. Labias, whose surname was Thaddeus. That one kind of amuses me. Hey, my name's Labias, but you can call me Thaddeus. That's, you know, my nickname's Thaddeus. Simon, it says the Canaanite, it means the zealot. And Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. If you're taking notes, again, it's just some general observations about the list here. There's actually four times in the Bible that the 12 apostles are listed by name. You have here. Mark chapter 3, Luke chapter 6, and Acts chapter 1. In the four lists that you find in the New Testament, Peter is always listed first among the apostles. Judas Iscariot is always listed last, and his betrayal of Jesus is mentioned. The 12 apostles include two sets of brothers, possibly three sets of brothers. You have Simon and Andrew, James and John, And possibly Simon the Zealot and James the son of Alphaeus were also brothers. Jesus called brothers to serve him together. I love that. I think that's wonderful. Look down at verse 34. Down at verse 34. Jesus says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. In many families, as I know many of you have experienced, in many families, Jesus brings a sword. You know, someone in the family gets saved, becomes a Christian, they're born again. Now they're living for Jesus Christ and it causes division in the family. So if you and your brother or you and your sibling are both walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're both serving the Lord Jesus Christ together, that is a special privilege and a very special blessing. And you should thank the Lord that you are serving him together with your brother or sister, not just a brother and sister biologically, but a brother or sister in Christ. That's a very unique thing. And we see here where Jesus calls brothers to serve as apostles. The 12 apostles were all from 
the Galilee except for Judas Iscariot. Judas is the only one who's not from the Galilee. His last name means man of Cryote, which was a town in southern Judah. So Judas was from Judah, southern Judah. He's the only non-Galilean among the twelve. Oh, Jesus, you should have just picked Galileans, man. Come on. You shouldn't have picked this Judean guy, right? Judas. Notice included in the 12, we have Matthew, the tax collector. He was a tax collector for the Roman government, collecting taxes from his fellow Jewish people. We also have Simon, the zealot on the team. The zealots sought to restore the purity of Israel by active resistance against Roman rule. The zealots followed the example of Phineas from the Old Testament. If you remember the story of Phineas, when there was sin in the camp of Israel, Phineas took a spear and went through the camp and went into the tents and killed the people that were engaged in the sin. And the zealots used similar tactics. They were inspired by Phineas's zeal for the Lord and zeal for purity. The zealots killed people. They killed people that they thought were polluting Israel. So under different circumstances, Simon the zealot would slit the throat of Matthew the tax collector. But they are brought together by Jesus Christ. They're brought together by Jesus Christ. They had Jesus Christ in common, and Jesus was greater than their political differences. Hey, listen, give me your attention. Jesus brings us together, right? He brings us together. We're one in Christ. We're one in Christ. We're united in Christ. Our identity is in Jesus Christ. Our identity is not in our political differences. The thing that unites us is Jesus Christ. And that we are saved by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. And we come together as one in Christ. Several of the apostles were fishermen, as you know. They were rough around the edges. They weren't refined. They weren't well-educated. There weren't theologians in the group. All of the disciples were very young. John was probably a teenager. So to you young people, any young adults or teenagers here, don't think that you have to wait until you're older to be used by the Lord. The Lord can use you right now. The early church was led by young people. One thing that really, I think, stands out about this list of the 12 is that they were all very ordinary people. There's no all-stars on the list. There's not a single person on this list that when you read the name, you think, oh, yeah, Yeah, I know why Jesus picked that guy. It's obvious. There's no scholars on this list. God likes to use ordinary people just like you and just like me. And he'll use ordinary people to do extraordinary things for his kingdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, the Apostle Paul writes, listen to what he says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, and not many noble are called. Paul again says, you see your calling. You see who is part of the church. 
He doesn't call many celebrities. He doesn't call many billionaires. He doesn't say any. It's not that he doesn't call any. It's just he doesn't call many. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring sure than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join Him because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.